Every day, America Online is making it easier for people to live, work, and play. When we installed internet access on our computer, I got the whole family involved. Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? You beautiful bastards! No matter how large, no matter how small, we'll be on the internet in the year 2000. It's the primary way that people will look at information. Shut up! When we were there. Hello and welcome to When We Were There, Bias Internet History. I'm Thomas. And I'm Josh. And this is a podcast all about the history of internet content, the who's who's, the what's what's, the where's Waldo. We're going to get into it all. Whether you like it or not. Can I tell you a secret, Thomas? Sure. I've been terrified of doing my opening lines since the uh, Lonely Girl episode with Yusuf. I just yeah. feel like I'm going to fuck it up every time. Every time. I don't know if you noticed, but I actually kind of went like internet. I didn't quite say internet. It's still me. Like I messed it up and then I choked. I was like uh, B Rabbit in that movie. Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm choking now. I had mom's spaghetti all over my shoes. I'm, I'm you've, losing you've my shit. You've had it tough, actually, because then the, the <laughs> next episode after with Judson, that one was it should be fixed by the time you guys get to listen to it. By the time they're listening to this, they would have heard it. Yes. The, here's what happened. By the, but the, by, okay, yeah. We use this new app called uh, which is like the podcasting Zoom, essentially. It's what all the kids are doing. And uh, the thing is, you can't mute individual people. So since we're in the same room and Thomas has a busted mic, um, it was like I could hear myself delayed in my headphones. And it's so hard to ask questions while doing that. It was a challenge, to be sure. To be sure, it was a challenge. Um, I might bleep the name so we're not slandering them, even though it's the truth. It's the truth, uh, blank, F blank. Yeah, we're going to blank the name out. Yeah, but be able to mute other people. And they say that you can do it. We ask them, and they're like, yeah, you can do it. As far as we can tell, you can't. So they're liars. This too. is beside the point, though. Sponsor us, and this will never come out. Yeah, give us cash. Give us We're... cash, and we'll keep it quiet. <laughs> and then to add insult to goddamn injury, um, the other day, well, first of all, uh, a friend of ours, a collaborator of ours, who I used to wor- work with uh, from the production company Trembling Void. Uh, I love really you guys. You guys are re- names today. <laughs> you guys have really helped us out a lot in the past, and you've helped us out recently. Ingo, Amy, I love you. But Ingo told me, uh, one of the guys there, that you can eat uh, eggs if they're out of the fridge because if the, the shell isn't cracked, they're good, which you can in like every other continent except for North America minus Mexico. Here, that's Mexico the- is. Oh, you're saying minus Mexico. Yeah. Sorry. Easy. I thought you were going to say they weren't part of North America just because they speak Espanol. Yeah, so Ingo, all the love. Check out Trembling Void. Check out the cool shit they're doing. But you you uh, uh, led me astray. He poisoned you. So we, we did a commercial recently. We shot a commercial for someone. We'll keep that name hush-hush for now. Um, and we had eggs in it. So we bought a bunch of eggs. There were se- seven eggs left over. And they were out for three days. In my head, I'm thinking, God damn it. These are perfectly great eggs. Why not? Make a seven egg omelet. <laughs> yeah, I made a seven egg omelet after an hour earlier before exercising. I had an egg sandwich. So it was a real eggy day. Yeah. So I made the omelet and it was like halfway through. I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat the rest of this, but I don't want to let eggs go to waste. I'm pretty broke until my commercial money comes in. Until that commercial cash. Uh, and uh, so I ate the whole seven egg omelet with cheese 
and I, I was just feeling real bad, real sick. Like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to puke. And I was out with Thomas and another friend of ours at a distance coffee. And they said, well, what did you eat? And I said, well, I had seven eggs. First of all, that's too many eggs. It's a lot of eggs. It's, it's too many eggs. Yeah. I, I was, I wasn't thinking straight. Uh, and then second of all, I'm like, oh, no, they were sitting out a while. Apparently, you can't eat eggs that have sat out for more than two hours, let alone four days. You're feeling OK now, right? I'm feeling better now. I got um, I got a, I got a ginger ale uh, for my tummy. I'm this feeling insanely. You keep name dropping. Oh, I'm going to have to you're going to have to blur that out. We don't have the right to Schweppes. Oh, Jesus. And uh, I'm feeling better now. I don't think I have salmonella. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the eggs. there was fear that perhaps we wouldn't be able to record this episode. Yeah, there was fear. Uh, like, the last two days were kind of a write-off. I'm slacking on some work that I have to get done today. It's going to be quite the day. Um, but I'm fine now. Maybe I'll, I'll start puking tomorrow. I don't know. If you don't puke tomorrow, I think you're good for I the think rest I'm of good your life. For the rest of my life, I can never get... I can eat chug raw eggs and raw fish and chicken. I'm yeah, ace. But raw beef? No. No, no, no. no, no definitely no. not. Unless it's tartare. It's pretty ace. Anyway, this is an internet history podcast. Is tartare sauce for beef tartare? No, it's for fish. Tuna tartare. I guess it'd be kind of gross, though. Okay. Why is it the same name? Because today we're going to be talking about MCNs, multi-channel networks. So I guess, like, fuck Tartar sauce. One's tartar sauce, the other is tartare. It's a different language. Okay. Sorry. So let's fucking move on. Sorry that I wanted to learn something from you. Okay. Tartar as in, that fish is retarder. Blur that out. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of stuff. I'm going to have to bleep like this whole episode. This whole episode's going to have to be goddamn bleeped in the can. Yeah. Uh, What are we talking about today? Multi-channel networks, MCNs. What are those? Well, what it is. Remember that? What are those? That was like a Vans commercial. Isn't that, oh, is that damn Daniel? Just... No, that's damn Daniel. That's a completely different thing. Oh! We're getting we're getting old. Um, but damn no, it. what a multi-channel network? What are those? Is is it's there's like kind of like similar like a conglomerate, like a Disney, a, a, a Hulu, whatever you are, and they're a, a bigger company that goes to smaller companies and says, "Hey, we'll advertise for you. We'll push your stuff." We'll push you in our recommended, and then we get a, a slice of your pie. And then you have to sign a contract with us for whatever allotted amount of time that says we own your IP. You know what's kind of crazy, right? Is so, like, let's say they're eight, Intellectual property. Yep. Eight, eight slices in a pie. Yeah. So you just have to get eight people to give you one slice, and then you have a full pie. You have a full pie. And none of them have a full pie anymore. Yeah. And you didn't even do anything. You get more than that? You got two whole pies. Everyone else doesn't even have a whole pie. They don't even have a whole pie. So that that's what MCNs do. They essentially, you know, like let's say one like a machinima. Yeah. Is one of one of the very That's one of the first ones. And what what they did is they're like, okay, well, we're very gaming based. So what we'll do is we'll get all these let's players or people that do like, let's say, gaming content, whether it be like comedy or them playing the game. And it's like, okay, this aligns their brand. We'll put you in our recommended. We'll shout you out. We'll put your videos on our channel. Yeah. So if you're an independent creator, I mean that that sounds fantastic. Like if you're going into it not really they're, knowing, they're like, "We're gonna pay you cash, yeah. and you make like a certain amount of videos a month for us, and we put them on our channel, and you're gonna get views, and you're gonna get fans, and you're gonna get paid." Yeah, it' insane. Done deal. So you got it might be thinking, well, aside from the whole pie thing, okay, I don't need a whole pie, maybe. Yeah. What's so bad about this? 
says Joe Schmo in 2013 when everyone's a part of an MCN and they all love it. But I think if you're someone who keeps up with internet culture right now, you know that MCNs are like kind of a terrible thing. And most people are trying to like avoid it by getting their own sponsors outside of just AdSense who essentially are trying to like either through an agent or do it independently because MCNs kind of fuck people over. Yeah, and they always have. I yeah. mean, like, you know more about the later shit than I do, yeah. but fucking Machinima, there's huge scandals with the shit they pulled. Even back as far as, like, 2009, they were fucking creators over. And not only just so they had, like, a lot of gamers on their shit, and then also a lot of animators that they, like, took advantage of. Yeah. And really fucked over. So the big thing with Machinima, so, um, it's... First off, their whole, like, we'll post you on our channel, and then you'll get views. Um, and often, the, unless you were, like, a really big creator, but a lot of, like, the smaller creators, yeah. they would be like, you can't post on your own channel anymore. Yeah, no, I know I know BuzzFeed has done similar stuff, where, like, if you're if you're making content for BuzzFeed, yeah. you're not allowed. Oh, we got a mic issue here. Oh, keep going. No. Um, but, no, if you're making videos for BuzzFeed, I think it's like there's a certain lot amount of time, even if you leave BuzzFeed, is you are not allowed to make original content that is in the same vein of what you were producing on BuzzFeed. Yeah. Which is why a lot of people leave BuzzFeed. And when they leave, there's a lot of stuff that is technically the intellectual property of BuzzFeed. So like maybe there's an allotted amount of time that you can't make that show that you're making there. Yeah. Or I think <sighs> Adam Ellis, he was a BuzzFeed guy, wasn't he? Yeah. And he had a lot of beef with them. Uh, most people that like get big on BuzzFeed, eventually leave BuzzFeed and then have like that why I left BuzzFeed video, you know, like yeah. there's usually a lot to say. I know there's a lot of creators who have like lost their IP and lost the show. And I think there's some people that have like stayed with BuzzFeed just because they have a successful show or like the try guys, I think really had to push hard to like keep their IP. Yeah. And they can do it independently now. But like that's just new. Like if you look back at like what even like you were saying with Machinima, it's like you can't even post on your own channel. Well, yeah, Anything. so that was one of the big things. It's like you can't post on your own channel unless like you're like a dude with like some sway. Yeah. Like uh, fucking um, Arbin the Chief or... Uh, well, it'd be cool if we could like talk to someone like that at some point. Nice. That was not subtle. Okay. <laughs> Next week. Um, what was that? I'm winking. It was very unsettling. Arbin the Chief perhaps matchmaking yeah i don't really remember a lot of the shows on machinima because i didn't because their channel was bad and you want to know why is because they would dump so many videos like uh, every day like they would have like 10 uploads like if you subscribe to machinima oh i your made the mistake yeah your subscription feed would just be blown the fuck up yeah um and then so yeah and then people would be like oh i'm not getting any fucking they'd be getting like modest views on their channel Maybe a few thousand views a video. And yeah. then Machinima comes over and they're like, you want to get paid some cash? You'll get paid cash for every view you get. Yeah. And then we'll post it on your channel. So you're are on our channel. And look how many subscribers we have. You're yeah. guaranteed views. But then it's like, you know, 20 videos come out that day. Yours yeah, is you lost, get lost. Yeah. Not only that, but they also made the thumbnail of all the videos, that Machinima logo. So it's not even like there's anything to grab your attention. Yeah, and if you can't make videos in your own channel, like, I mean, you really just have to hope that someone loves that specific video enough to when you leave yeah go follow you yeah exactly like and that's a lot of the thing with like a lot of these mcns is like in theory they sound great but depending on like what the stipulations of the company are yeah 
like it really kind of fucks you over. Like I think one that we talk about a lot is the station. Yep. Which started as what could have been the change in what YouTube became. It failed. And it was like all these creators, like the top echelon of creators making videos together and collaborating. And once they realized a lot of them don't like each other, it was just whittled down like, hi, I'm Ron, Lisa Nova, maybe a couple more people. And Kasim was there the whole time. I feel like Kasim left at a certain point because I don't think he got in on that maker studio. He didn't get that Quop. maker studio. Quop. No. Kasim, baby, come on the show. Let us know. Come on, Kasim. Did you we get any of that? Your side. You did got... you get any of that guap? <laughs> yeah, come on. You, you got dogged on a YouTube live event. He really Norm did. McDonald. It's the least you can do is yeah. clear your name. And come, yeah. <laughs> come hang with us and we promise not to dog you as bad. Yeah, but I mean, when when the station became Maker, which is now owned by Disney. Yeah, just like is their, their digital network. Yeah, so like, I mean, they got a lot off of that. But like, I, I can't think of a single like person aside from them. Dave, make- Dave Days is rolling in that Maker cash. No, no, he's not. Poor David. But I mean, even even anyone that was with Maker. Yeah. Like, you can't name anyone off the top of your head. I just did. <laughs> David Days. Yeah, but he left before it was yeah. to Disney. Uh, I'm just saying like a channel that was... You in, already said Hi, I'm Ron. I did say Hi, I'm Ron. <laughs> I'm not saying people that had like stock in it. I'm talking about actual like... They had like underlings, like bullshit channels that no one cares about? Yeah, they shouted out. Oh, but you don't remember any of that. Of course stuff. not. I don't. No, not at all. And that proves the point. That proves the point. It, it, it's just kind of one of those things where, like, at the end of the day, you're watching Machinima. You know, you're you're watching Rooster Teeth, whatever it might be. Like, you're not. I mean, it's nice to see these different things, but like you said, it's so many things at once. Yeah. And even I remember College Humor did that for a while with like their originals, and then like you know, luckily they found I think success with like all the hardly workings and the bleep bloops and the Jake and Amirs. But I think if you were just like making the, like no one knows who wrote the, you know, like uh, hand vagina. Yeah. And I, I think luckily they were all like a group and they're getting paid a salary. It's a different situation. I'm not calling called humor and MCN the opposite. They did have um, they used to host like third party shit on there. Like Derek Comedy, I think, was originally uploaded to College Humor. Yeah, but it wasn't. Ru- it was more of like uploading to YouTube, you know, that's true. or his preferred creators. Right. Um, cause they posted a lot of their stuff there and you know, they, they had other like semi-sponsored stuff and they had like, um, high times, uh, editorial stuff like that. Yeah. That was done by other people, but was, was like still through that. And I think something like that works. Yeah. You know, when you, when you look at it more of like, okay, here's a bunch of people collaborating towards something where that's not really what an MCN is. It's just, there's one person at the top who's getting all those pieces. Of the well, yeah. It's like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it is a pyramid scheme. And I think like, you know, you have modern day people like you know phase clan or clout gang or like team 10 which is dissolved now but like jake paul wasn't even taking like one out of those eight pieces of pie he was taking like five yeah so he was essentially most of the royalties that were being made off of anyone in that team 10 house were going towards him and like we're going towards like renting this like multi-million dollar house yeah um but anything that wasn't going to the house mostly to him like the creators really weren't making too much and it's like the people that you're watching, same thing. It's it's on Jake Paul's channel, the Team Chen channel. You know, you're not you're not tuning in there to see goddamn dancer in the background number three. And it's, it's all terrible. It's yeah. just for the vlog. Like all of this 
it's good to have people around for the vlog. And that's like a different type of like MCN where they market it as like, oh, we're just like a bunch of influencers hanging out in the house. I was going to say, because I think also a lot of like Twitch streamers have that same sort of vibe. I can't remember what they're called, but they're... That's this... the FaZe Clan is like they're a bunch of Twitch streamers. Okay. But, okay. I'm thinking one, you know, Michael Reeves? Do you know that guy? No. He's very funny. He's like this like coder guy who looks like he's 12 on youtube oh okay yeah. um and he makes his main favorite thing is he likes to make things that taste people so it's like <laughs> i made a chair or no one is i made a camera but when you he's really short right yeah. so it's like you when you take the picture it tases everyone else so that they are the same height as him or shorter because they're like knees buckle what an odd man he's crazy and it's awesome and he's really good at coding and like building stuff <laughs> yeah and, but he's dating some twitch streamer uh and now he lives like in their big like mansion house with them and then he just like has the garage where he makes taser things yeah. and and then whenever he's like hey guys like come on down to my garage they're always like no michael i don't want to and he's like come to my garage well that seems like the new the new thing, right? The but new thing of is like you have all these people that like. No offense to any people in these houses, but um, a lot of them like on their own aren't that interesting. It's like I'm a model, I'm a singer, yeah, I dance, I do pranks, I tase people, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> and it's like okay, the they all working together, we make better content, which in theory is great. But yeah. then you have like. That is true, but I'm the guy on the top that has a contract for all of you and makes like 70% of your wages. Yeah. And like all the ad, like this is your wage, but then like you're not getting ad revenue off this video. You know, like you're not getting the sponsor money. I am. And then I give you a salary. Yeah. And who's to say if that's like a fair wage? A lot know? of the time it's not. Like I think a lot of people that have left these like big houses is like, you know, so-and-so was making like, yes, yeah, 70% of the money that I did. Yeah. For really like not too much work. And and it, it's kind of like even more of a pyramid scheme, but like kind of playing it off as like, oh, we're just a bunch of buddies instead of like, hey, we are an MCN. We are a big channel that will like host it. It's it's it's, it's more in black more... in the gray, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more dishonest being like, Yeah, you come join our, our family. Yeah. Is does Ryan Higa have one of those? Or does he just actually have like a crew of people that he like likes and hangs out with? Because he has like this big crew and they all sort of do stuff together. I assume with Ryan Higa, he's been on the internet long enough. Like maybe, but I I, I don't. Screw well, oh yeah, I don't think he's screwing people over. But I just I'm wondering what their arrangement is. I because mean, like know. the same thing with Michael Reeves's yeah. group, they don't feel like it doesn't feel like a Logan Paul situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm and and sometimes it. It doesn't feel like that way, but it is. It, it's it's really a gray area. Um, but I think at the same time, you know, I think there was a period of time where even like just straight up YouTube comedians or like commentary people, it's pretty rare for them to be a part of an MCN now. Whereas that used to be such a big. I remember like between I want to say 2010 and like 2015, it was almost like in vogue for everybody to be a part of an MCN. Yeah, literally like everyone had some connection to one. Yeah, like even like Philip DeFranco had something through like Discovery was like a part of MCN for a while. And then he had to like also, buy back the Philip DeFranco show. Because, well, he created SourceFed, right? Yeah. And then wasn't that like his networking? Well, yeah, like then, he, he, well, he, for a while he did. So there was like SourceFed and SourceFed News. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he like helped found Maker or, or the station. Yeah. 
And then I was one of the, the first people. to. I think he might have been the first person to leave. I wouldn't be surprised. He was like in one video. And yeah. He was gone. Yeah, like one or two and then bounced. Yeah. Um, A good call. And you know what? Because I think Philly D was my favorite of everyone that made the, that like started that. Together. In the first video, he was the funniest. Like the I just one where like, all sitting around shooting the shit. I just meant like as a creator, like because yeah. I was already watching the majority of them. And yeah. I think I liked Phil the most, though it might have also just been because he's like granddaddy YouTube, and I had the best relationship with him. I think at the time my favorite was like Dave Days or Cassim. I yeah, those were the other two for me. Yeah, and I think like and Shane actually, yeah. I for me those were the big three. Yeah, Shane I watched. I didn't like him as much. I was starting to fall off Shane. But my point being is that when Phil left, yeah. I kind of was like, okay, so the station's kind of suspect, actually. Like, maybe it's not that good. And then it turned out to be not that good. The thing is, Phil has never really talked about it. I have searched and searched and searched to see him say one thing about the station. Yeah. Maybe there are videos that he deleted, but, like, you can't find it on the internet anymore. Just one of the big differences is, like, I mean, I don't want to shit on any of these people because I think it's good. They've left, like, an MCN, but, like, when people are, like, Oh, this is why I left so and so. Is like, you're doing this for clout here. Yeah, totally. You're doing this for views. I'm not even saying that's necessarily wrong. But I, I, I think that again is kind of like a gray area. Yeah. Where it's like, especially I think those videos mattered more initially. Like yeah. when people were coming about coming out about like machinima. Why I left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when machinima was first being found out as being like really bad. Yeah. It was like. Yo, like, don't sign to these people. They will fuck yeah. you over. Um, and trying to like warn people. And now it's like you should know. Yeah, exactly. It's out there. Like what? Like, and, and that's the thing where like now when I see like a like I'll see like every once in a while like a recommended. It's like why well, I left BuzzFeed and like yo people have been doing why I left BuzzFeed videos now for seven years. Like by now you should know the rules they have that you like don't get your IP. Yeah. So when you're coming out and making a vid, like it, it seems more of like. Cause like if you put that, in the I title, also can't imagine that Buzzfeed doesn't tell you when you join. No, I'm sure them. they do, and but then, I also then, know as a company, they a lot of the people they have. Like I remember one of the first people I watched on Buzzfeed. I don't really watch anyone else um, nowadays, but like Gabby Dunn, and Allison Raskin, like when they left to do their show full time, uh, which became a podcast and live show and stuff. Like when they joined Buzzfeed, they were like 22 and 24. Yeah. And I think it's one of these things where, like, okay, you're trying to be a stand-up. You're trying to write comedy. And all of a sudden, on one of the biggest websites in the world is, like, hey, I'll give you a pretty good salary to do that. Yeah. It's in the contract. But, like, dude, if I was 22 and someone says you get to get paid to write and produce comedy. Yeah. A hundred fucking percent. I'd just be like, okay. Yeah. I think now I've been screwed over so many times by like doing freelance work and working on sets where I'm like, no, I need to read every aspect of this. Yeah, I need to be assured of my safety. Like even if like I'm not going to name names. These are both people we like. But like we had two people on a commercial and one of them who was younger was like, "Okay, this release sounds good. Like I said, look over it, make sure we didn't get anything wrong. And they were like, "Okay, this looks great. Awesome. And then the other person who's a little older was like, oh, just so you know, like how I work stuff out with my agent is like, you own my likeness in this commercial for a year. So then we go and do an addendum on that. But you have to think when you're, when you're not getting a lot of work and then someone's like, Hey, here's paid acting work. 
Yeah. You don't look over that release as much. But when you've been doing this like 20 years and someone's like, here you go, is like, yeah, no, I just, I, I know that this needs to be here for like my protection and my yeah, and I, safety. I, I think that's the same with something like an MCN or even like uh, a big network that gets a lot of individual creators to make different types of content. Yeah. Is you, you're not really thinking about that because all of a sudden, oh, fuck, I get to do my dream job. Yeah, and it can cloud your judgment, I guess. I also, yeah, I suppose you're probably like, well, what's the big deal? Like, if I like working there and then they own my thing, then, well, whatever, I'm I'm still going to be working there, right? Yeah. I get to make the thing. But but like you said earlier with, like, Machinima, like, not to this extent, but you, you have to think when there are more channels out there and the attention span is smaller. BuzzFeed has, like, anywhere between five to eight different channels. Yeah. There's, like... They're all like BuzzFeed Blue, BuzzFeed Ray, you know, like different BuzzFeed Comedy, BuzzFeed Original. So there's like eight different channels and each day five new videos come out in those channels. Yeah, it's just an overwhelming So if content. you make three videos, which is a lot, to be a, a producer and a creator to make three like four minute videos a week, that's tough. That's a shitload. And that's what most of them are doing. So even if you're making that many videos in a week, you have to think, okay, so there's like five videos a day on, let's say, even in the middle eight different fucking channels okay that's 40 videos a day on all their platforms and then you put that over a week and yeah. that's uh 280 videos over yeah all of their things in a week and you made three of those yeah and some of them do like peak out like but it's right like of all like let's say there's a bunch of different shows on buzzfeed okay let's say fucking try guys and some of the allison rask and gabby dunn videos and maybe worth it, like the food channel challenge. Okay, so that's three different shows out of like that 280 videos a week. Yeah. Odds are, if you're just one of those smaller level creators, you're getting nothing, basically. You're getting nothing, but you're getting paid. Yeah. Now look at one of the guys. Okay, the I'm carrying this channel on my back for a show I don't even own the rights to. Yeah. When you're one of those people that is clearly like, okay. You can look at the numbers and see that it's very clear that like my three out of fucking 280 videos. That's what's bringing in the revenue. And that's what people are coming here for. Oh, I don't have to be here. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I can do this on my own. And that thing that you're very well known for and synonymous with, you don't, you can't do anything with that. Yeah. And I think like, don't get me wrong. I do understand the point of view of, okay, we're a, like BuzzFeed was already a big website before this came out. So people are going to look at their videos. And all of a sudden, even if you're like super talented and have a great idea, maybe no one would have seen that. Mm. But at the same time, I think it's one of these things where it's like you put all these people in a room and like what you as a company are providing is the name like what's the word I'm looking for? I'm so dumb today. Recognition. R name recognition. And you have an office and you have access to equipment. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, is fucking huge. Yeah. But I think that there, there kind of becomes a certain point where, like, okay, you're doing that for everyone. And then when someone creates something that kind of grows out of that, like, I do think that person should have the right to their intellectual property. And again, you signed a contract. Well, it's like, it, that's not even just, like a, like, a creative thing now. Like, a lot of tech companies, if you come up with, like, some idea... Some yeah. whatever thing. You have a sick line of code. Yeah, exactly. You make some really cool, like, fucking football that tases you when you grab <laughs> Jesus. it. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, excellent. 
um, even if you make that like in your bedroom with like a box of scraps, yeah, they they still own that. A lot of these tech companies because it's yeah. written in your contract. Any yeah. idea you come up with while you're employed, not even just at their job on the hours, yes. they own it, which is insane. That's literally insane to me because a lot of also like in the past, a lot of like big things or whatever, yeah, uh, were made or came up with by people who are working in their spare time while working for other companies. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Imagine like I'm sure there are some people who are like, oh, like I could make this. But what's the point? Because they're just going to fucking take it from me. Well, that's the thing, too, is like even like as we're getting older and learn more of these things, like for like client stuff we do, we need to write in our contract like we have the right to use this in our reel. Yeah. You know, you, you really have to learn as you're going on. Like you always got to be watching your ass. But which uh, with an ass like yours is easy. Oh, thank you. Nice. But, yeah. no pun intended, what all these MCNs failed to think about um, was you're fucking over people with the platform. Yeah. And that's what happened is eventually like 2010 to like 2015, it's awesome being a part of an MCN. It's awesome being a part of like a network that employs creators. Yeah. That's what everyone's thinking. I know that's what I was thinking. As like, oh, okay, I'm in like, I'm in film school or I'm in high school. I think this would be great if I could do this. And then now it's like, oh, no, I'd want to avoid that like the fucking plague because all these people with like millions and millions of followers all of a sudden came out with videos saying, um, I am now leaving this MCN and here is why. Yeah. You had, whether it be like leaving BuzzFeed, why I'm leaving this influencer house. I think one of the big ones that really like hit me where I live is like, like the why I'm leaving Smosh. Yeah. Like a lot. Oh, fuck. Who are, who are those assholes again? Anthony and Ian. No, 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 no. The um, defy. defy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, de, 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 I defy you to think of a, a worse company. I th- Does I, that work? We'll get. In, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I th- and we'll get into you know more about Machinima, but like for Defy, I think on the surface you can look at it like oh, okay, they really fucked Smosh over. Um, but they really fucked. So like there were a lot of people with Defy, like Clever was with Defy. There were a lot of different channels that like all of a sudden, okay, I'm not, no severance, no nothing, no notice. I'm just not making a paycheck anymore. And where'd all that $63 million or whatever of money go that was just invested? Like they embezzled that money, took the money and ran. And even if we're not talking about that, like defy even if you look someone like smosh defy bought smosh for nothing but stock in the company but stock in the company is only worth it if the company goes public yeah so they gave them a salary but they owned this thing they created and here's the thing about something like we're not looking at something like a buzzfeed where it's like again though i'm not don't love their business practice like hey you're someone no one really knows about but you've applied for this job and you have promise this is like smosh was already the number one channel on youtube yeah, they had a track record. So these people that built everything up, Defy did fucking nothing but pay a salary, and then they owned fucking everything Smosh made. And because the company never went public, and then they also like hoard them out, like you know, f- probably I'm not, I don't know, but it feels like force them to make like monotonous samey content. Well, that's that, what like, Anthony was, Yeah, I was, I was like, what if this was real? You know, like yeah. all those. Vi- and, there wasn't room for anything new. It's like you have to make these videos. You have to make these sponsored videos. Like this is what's raking in the money. Not that you're seeing any difference of the money. And that's the thing where like it's kind of a gray area is when you are on salary for something like internet content, 
if a video performs better and you get a good sponsor and you're an independent creator, all that money is for you. Yeah. But when you all that money is going to the MCN and you're just on salary for a company you created, you have a better year, maybe a bonus yeah. the year after, but you're not seeing that other influx of money. And no one is. And and really, I guess, well, like, to be fair, I mean, I don't want to be fair to MCMs, but I guess the, the reasoning is it's like, yeah, if you do a great video and it performs really well, that's on you and you get all the cash. But if you also have one that doesn't perform as well and you don't get very much, that's also on you. Yeah. And then you're going to get no, less. I understand and the, the stability of, like, well, you're at least getting a steady paycheck. I understand the logic. I just think, like, some of, like, Defy, like, got established oh, people they, already that they were getting views. And yeah. That, I don't know how they conned their way into that, but it, it's kind of brilliant. No, <laughs> there is like a genius in it. Yeah. Because like some like Defy, like they most of the channels they're known for were big before Defy bought them. And we also have to think like the Internet is relatively new as far as like Internet content making money. Yeah. Up until even now, to a certain extent, you saw that mindset of traditional media. So when you're in this thing that is kind of still evolving, that you don't even totally know how it works, and all of a sudden someone's like, hey, me, like a CBS or a production house or a network is going to buy your shit and you have a salary and a job yeah, to make shit and you don't have to worry about getting sponsors. You don't have to worry about like writing branded content. You don't have to worry about like, you know, like updating your website or anything. Fucking great. But when it's something like, like someone like Smosh or Clever, um, God, they have, they have a lot of channels. I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my cock now. But you know, all the, all these channels like would have been fine without Defy. They would have been better without Defy. They would have been better without Defy. And like that little extra work it would have been to like update a website or like hire someone to do like any sort of maintenance, hire someone to like find sponsors, and just be a part of like their company. Yeah, it might have been a little harder in the short term, but in the long term, like. It wouldn't well, be much better. Also, I mean, I don't want to, again, I don't know them. But it, from what I've gathered from Anthony is that he already loved doing all that stuff. Like, he yeah. was maintaining the website and doing well, all that. Well, that's how Smosh started is he just wanted to learn how to make websites. Yeah, exactly. And he, I think he just really loved doing all that shit. And, and I think... Fuck, man. I love the busy work of, like, like, PMing and, like, sort of getting a crew together and figuring out a... You know, like... Yeah, it keeps fun. the dark thoughts from overtaking you. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You can't have, uh, you can't think about how you're gonna die when you're too busy thinking about a whole slew of other shit. Yeah, like how, where will we buy the donuts for set today? Yeah, because Timmy's is bad, but it's the only one nearby. Yeah, like do we go all the way to fucking uh, Elise? Yeah, or but Elise is so pricey. That's the thing. It's what do we drive all the way out to Krispy Kreme? It's too far. It's too far. Yeah. So what? What do we buy? You know, how do we get good donuts for the crew? That's a hard Do we problem. make our own? I don't know how to make a, a goddamn donut. Yeah, exactly. Pro- You'll make one. Yeah, so it's like it's too expensive. They're too shitty. Yeah. It's too far. It takes too long. So you got to figure out what's the best of both worlds, Hannah Montana style. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Maybe there's like this local patisserie that has Deese donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For not a terrible price. Yeah. That's but the you, busy But you got to like. go to like a scummy neighborhood for it. And yeah, really. Like, that's and you're like, you know what? I can handle that. Yeah. So and while you're thinking of all this, like that creeping thought of like, what if you just like jumped off the building? 
yeah. that's not bugging you anymore. No, it's not at the back of your mind. Like even when you're like falling asleep, you're thinking, "You're oh, I'm worrying about this budget is going to work." Instead of worrying about like, what if I had a brain aneurysm and fucking collapsed, and then like, yeah, my like, consciousness is just done. And like Laura wakes up to find that. Like, yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah, but Davis is weeping. Exactly, and you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about spreadsheets. So that's the stuff I like thinking about. That's the stuff I think other other creators are fine with. It just kind of seemed at the time that's what you have to do. You got to sign with someone to like get to the next level. Yeah. And I, and you know more about machinima than I. Yeah, I mean, I've said most of what I know. Just that that, if that only we could ask someone about it. If only we knew someone who knew more information. Yeah. If only you could tune in next week to hear someone who had real experience working with machinima to tell us all about what it was like and give us in-depth information also guy with the glasses.com who did a um, nostalgia critic oh, that whole yeah. thing was pretty toxic quentin reviews has a really good video about it about how he's just like a piece of shit yeah he's a piece of shit there were a lot of people like sexually harassing the female actors and other like because essentially what it was is it was a big chant like an mcn of reviewers yeah and a lot of the female reviewers were getting like harassed um again it was one of those things where like the top creator was making like most of the money the quality of a lot of these people's video went down and they really only pushed the nostalgia critic like a lot of other people's channels weren't pushed as much you know it, it's and just he never was just a, a bad ripoff of angry video game nerd yeah who is uh, a golden yeah come child. on the pod mr nerd mr rolf James, which baby. is funny because actually, I guess when I think about it, the first dude who I knew of who was part of like a network probably would have been Mr. James Rolf. Oh, yeah, because he, but it wasn't, he was part of a network called Screw Attack, which was more, I feel like, more of a traditional network. They had their own site, they were more of like a college humor, yeah, type thing. Um, I'm not quite sure their history, but yeah, they were more of like an actual network and they yeah. employed him to make, uh, I think that he had contracts to make angry video game nerd with them and definitely had contracts to make like some movie review stuff with them irate gamer also ripped him off and for a while got a lot more popular so the, 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 and that's the thing like when you do rip someone off you may get momentarily more popular but the staying power isn't there not many people know about irate gamer but a yeah. lot of people know about angry video game nerd yeah that is kind of true hey except for weird al yeah, but he... He's the goat. Weird Al does also ask everyone beforehand if he can do it. Yeah, I know. He's, he's a different beast. Yeah, he's a great dude. We love you, Mr. Albert. Come on the show. Is, is that his name? Uh, Albert Yankovic? Albert Yankovic. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty ace, actually. It's very ace. Anyway. um, But that, uh, I don't know what... like what. So I do know Screw Attack actually got purchased by full screen i think yeah or perhaps they're purchased by rooster teeth i think they were purchased by full screen who also owns rooster teeth and now yeah. screw attack is like a subsidiary of rooster teeth which is funny because machinima also got purchased by full screen well it was just destroyed right yeah yeah well but yeah they basically bought them for the ip which so now essentially rooster teeth i mean is kind of like they create a lot of the actual content for full screen, as far as yeah. I'm aware. Full screen owns them, who's owned by Otter Media, and then that's like blah, 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 all the way up. Yeah. But um like so, by Ted Danson. Is it really? No. Oh. 
That would be cool. Yeah. Um, it's just all owned by Ted Danson. But it, it just gets very incestuous when you start looking at, at it because it's like, um, so one of the main staples of Rooster Teeth now, like of the content creators, is Funhouse, who back when I watched Rooster Teeth, they were kind of split into two companies, which was Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter. Yeah. And it, Rooster Teeth made like the more like narrative content and Achievement Hunter was like Let's Plays and, and yeah. game reviews and whatnot. And then they, uh, there used to be a show called Inside Gaming on Machinima, and it was hosted by I think it was hosted by Adam Kovics, yeah, or whatever his name is. Um, and he was like, "Fuck Machinima!" after yeah. a bit because it's terrible, and took his whole crew and they created Funhouse, who was later bought by Rooster Teeth. Yeah, um, and I don't I think Funhouse is a subsidiary of achievement hunter which is a subsidiary of rooster teeth which is a subsidiary of fun uh, full they're screen. all owned by the same fucking bullshit yeah. but now that full screen has bought uh all the rights to machinima and all of their shit yeah funhouse is gonna start making inside gaming again so it's like this whole <laughs> like full circle back to where they started um and it's all owned by some asshole lying in the water on his back trying to break open a friggin uh, like uh, coconut or coconut. something. What is it? No, sea urchin. Yeah. That's what otters like. They like to hang out. They like to hold hands. Yeah, it's pretty chill, but these guys are not real otters. Okay. Yeah. They're, what are they, like bears? No, they're like business otters. They're like twinks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's like the best like bod type for a businessman? I feel like, I feel like otter maybe. Yeah. What if like a twunk? Yeah, I think that's good. I think like you want to be like sleek, but not too like shredded up or like it, it downplays your energy. But you can't be holding like too much mass where you can't like move around. You know, you got to be on on calls. Busy business. You yeah, know? you got to be quick. So yeah, I probably Otter is. is yeah, I think Otter. Who's like a Guillaume build is a friend of ours. He's a, he's a little too uh, yoked, I think. Not now. Okay. Because he's doing a lot of music. When I remember him, he was pretty yoked. Yeah, he was super yoked. So he wasn't really a, an otter. He was a twunk through and through. <sighs> who do we who do we know or who who in the like a gosling is like, yeah. Otters have to be hairy though, correct? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like you can have a beard. Yeah, but I think beards are kind of a no go. I think beards are like becoming okay in the business world, but I think Yeah, they're definitely becoming okay, especially in the startup world. Like we're fine. We're not business people. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, I don't know. Like these are the real important questions. These, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do we know? Like, I guess it's like if I'm going into a meeting, you can't have stubble. I... That's what it, you you have to like. It's kind of like that Hallmark rule. In Hallmark movies, you either have to have like a full, very polished, shaped beard or like clean shaven. Yeah. And I think that's what it's like in the business world too. Yeah, because you can't look like schlubby in any way. No, 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 no. Combed hair. I think clean cut or like a very like maintained groomed beard. I think bears used to be okay. In the business world? Yeah. I don't know if bears get as much respect now. Because I feel like a bear is like pretty domineering and powerful. So like yeah. that's like pretty good for business. So you're saying like maybe a, a twink is good. I think twink is the worst. Oh, okay. Twunk is better. A twunk, okay. Yeah. Or an otter. Yeah. Twink is like, you're too, like, I wouldn't do well. Look at me. You don't think you do well in the business world? Look at me. Because of the long hair. And the and the little beard thing, and I'm so th small. But it, it fits your look. 
Yeah. It's just not for business. Put me in a suit and no one will take me seriously. I guess maybe if I shaved, I could be in the business world. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to. You'd have, yeah. You shave, get like a real nice suit. Yeah. And then you'd have to slick your hair back really all like in a way that I would hate. Yeah. But like would look profesh. That's what I don't like about the business world, man. And this like, is what the problem with MCN is. Why can't I just is. be here in a pair of sweats that are really stained in a holy cold t-shirt, Darth Vader shirt, and a goddamn baseball cap, and I come to a meeting? I know more than fucking Johnny Nobody down there and his fucking tucked-in express button-up. Yeah. So like, and like together, you and I could definitely beat up Jeff Bezos. Oh, a hundred percent, we could take Bezos. So like, who really? Who's the cash king now? I could. I think alone, either of us could take fucking Eisenberg. Not sorry, Eisenberg. <laughs> the fucking uh, the Zook. the Zook. The Zook. Yeah, we. Well, could. you guys got to fight for the rights to Zook. Yeah. And uh, he's gonna lose. He's gonna lose 100. Except I crush his skull. I don't give a shit. He might win just because like um his lizard power. He's, he has lizard powers. I was going to say his robot exoskeleton. <laughs> Either one. His robot. Li- he is. His robot lizard powers. <laughs> he is robot Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla. That's cool. That is cool. You ever watched Godzilla? I've seen like the remake. Which one? The 2014 one. Not the 1998 one. Not the Broderick one. No. Why not? I just never got around to it. Yeah, it's not. I also feel like I should watch the original Gojira. Gojira. You know what's funny? It means gorilla. Does it? Mm-hmm. And then King Kong is a gorilla. I know. This is whack, man. Yeah. You know, um, Godzilla was like a, a, an allegory for... Uh, it's not the word. It's not the right word, but we'll move past it. Uh, for the nuclear bomb. A metaphor. A metaphor. Well, is Yeah. Okay. Allegory is like a story. Yeah. I was thinking, is it a simile? <sighs> I guess I'm on the wide now. It's a good timing anyway. Did we lose this camera? Possibly, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's like, because it's this this all nuclear big thing destroying the city, and there's nothing nothing anyone can do about it. That's what we did. Not me personally. My f- Neither of my family was in the goddamn country at the time. Oh, so it wasn't Canada that did it. No, it was the States. My, my family wasn't even goddamn North America. Yeah. So don't, like, fucking pin it on me. But fuck you, America. Yeah. Anyway, that was our episode about MCNs. I think it was pretty good. I think it was good. Did we school people? We schooled people. I think they learned a little something and why they should just be independent. Yeah, like us. Like us, yeah. Cool cats. Yeah. Um, if you want to see our stuff, we're When We Are There show on Instagram, on goddamn uh, TikTok, www there show or just there? It, on yeah, Twitter. No, Twitter. We don't use our Twitter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it Friend is. Friend Styles on Anchor FM and Patreon. Yeah, if you want to pay us. Pay us so we can stay rambling. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we can buy when we are there show on Twitter from whatever loser. Probably want to buy friendstyles.com. Yeah, we have .ca. And there's also nothing on there. Not, not on there. We're just wasting that. Yeah. We got a lot of commercials this summer, so it's tough. Time. We'll we'll get to it. Anyway, bye. Bye. I like the low energy ending there. <laughs>